It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. Good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night. It is Eastern Standard Time, and it is time for episode 275 of the Ron and Brian podcast. And look who has decided to show up this week. My uh, my co-host, my compadre, my quote-unquote friend, Brian. How are you tonight, Brian? Listen, Ron, I'm doing great. Um First off, kudos to you. Congratulations to you. Festivities and in all honesty, the um, a an unlimited number of uh, a, amount of respect from one broadcaster to another. I was fortunate enough this past week to um, spend one hour and seven minutes with the one and only Ron, as I watched episode 274, um, where you did it all by yourself. And I just want to say, um, I think you did a heck of a job. There have been some grumblings. I mean, we'll get to it later. Um, sure. Some people, not everybody was on board. Um, no. But I want you to know uh, that the, the voice that counts the most, mine, um, as champion of the Ron and Brian podcast, I think you did a heck of a job. Well, and I, you know, I, I appreciate that, but more so, I, I appreciate you uh, deciding that uh, this podcast was worth your time and coming back to. I, you know, there were there were listeners that reached out to me this past week, and and they said, Ron, we're concerned that you and Brian are never, ever, ever going to get back together again. Uh, mm-hmm. And here we are. Uh, we are. Uh, we are together once again, ready to do the podcast. I mean, I guess my my only question to you, Brian, is are you sorry? I'm not sorry. Ron, Ron, okay. you need to calm down. You need well, to calm down. Brian, um, I'm here now. Don't fix bullet holes, Brian. And you say sorry <sighs> just for show. Right now, you're talking to the man. OK, and I think that, you know, you want this to be a love story. But I think that, you know, you just, um, you know. At the end of the day, as champion, I need to remind you that you belong with me. All right. Well, let's uh, let's just get right back into it. See if we can capture yes. that rhythm again with drink of the week. drink of the week. Drink of the week. Trasha. Drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week. Uh, Brian, what what are you drinking this week, my friend? Ron, um, once again, um, we are uh, reminded of the month when we look at the calendar. There's only one beer that I could be drinking right now, and that's on Oktoberfest beer as we are still in the month of October. Today, we go all the way over to Bavaria where we take out an Einger, 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 uh, uh, all of the above, all of the above. We're going to go with, I'm going to call it an Anger for the, for the purpose of this. Um, we're, we're looking at an Anger Oktoberfest Marzen beer. Once again, I had a different one. I believe it was Paul Aner last week. Look at the beauty of this, 
this this color. Um, it's got a deep golden color on, tinted with amber. It's lightly sweet. It's got a multi nose, balanced with floral hops. It's a medium to big body. The alcohol is not overpowering. The soft dryness comes with a long maturation. You're looking at a 5.8 ABV. Beer Advocate says it's got a 90 score out of 100. Brian's drinking A&Sure Oktoberfest. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to hearing how you like it. Oh, I like this. Okay. Well, that's good. It's not too overpowering. It does have that maltiness, but it is not hoppy. Um I uh, to me this is this is um a crushable October fest beer. Uh, Ron. Yes. Ron, my friend, yes. What are you drinking? Um so I uh, I went into the beer fridge one that I had uh, I had gotten uh last year I believe I've had this on the show. It's a collab, Brian. We love collabs around here. Uh between Workhorse Brewing and Cape May Brewing. This is cut from the same cloth. This is their Cold Black India Pale Ale from the Blue Collar Bride and Drive of PA to the creative and service-centric minds of the Jersey Shore. Cut from the same cloth is a collaboration brew between Workhorse Brewing Company and Cape May Brewing Company. This cold black IPA takes two traditional styles, lager and Northeast IPA, and combines them to create an entirely new way to imbibe. Uh, this is clocking in at 6%, Brian. Um, let me reach over here and uh, and get the beer. I mean, take a look at that beer, Brian. Ooh. Look at the body. Look at the, the head oh. on that. Um, I mean, it just looks fantastic. So let me Can I see uh, just, that beer again. Can I just yeah, see that, yeah. that color of that beer again? You like that? Mm, how's that? I mean, how's that look to something wrong? Looks delicious. Um, All right. Well, let me have a sip here. You know here. what you think. I mean, that is just such a beautiful color. Oh, that, you know, I remember this now. I remember having this on the show before and it was really mm -hmm. good. I'm going to take a second, uh, a second sip. Please take another sip. Another sip, Ron. Mm. Full-bodied, rich. Um, you know, even at six percent, not too much alcohol. Uh, what's on my hand? Oh, it's uh, just nothing. It's it's the number thirteen. Um, if you know, you know. Uh, but Brian, uh, a great beer. Um, just really recommend uh, this collaboration between Workhorse and Kate Meg. It's going to be a good night, Brian. That's all I can say. It's going to be a good night. Uh, but let's get the ugly stuff out let's of the this. way with our beef of the week. Ron and Brian's beef of the week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? I feel like a hypocrite, Ron. Why? Why is that, Brian? Talk to me. I feel like a hypocrite because as, as friends of the show, as listeners of the show, people who follow my life closely, they are going to know that um, within the past couple of months, I've made a major transition in life from a renter of my um, housing uh, situation to a homeowner. Right, exactly. Um, you, know, you know, I followed the the great Michael Scott. I went out and you know bought myself a condo. So um, you know, uh, 
I'm now following a path that many Americans have, um, yourself included. Um, I know that over the uh, course of the 23 years that we've been doing this podcast, one of the recurring beefs that you've brought to the table and to which I have mocked mercilessly is um, your complaints about home renovations. Right. I mean, I could build a castle out of all the bricks you threw at me um, regarding that. I, and I'm, I'm, and I'm going to take the blame. I'm going to take the blame for, um, uh, for my casting of aspersions towards you. Um, when, you know, in hindsight, I wasn't in any place, uh, you know, I should have been listening. You know, I was talking and what I needed to do was hear you, um, to listen. <clears throat> I get yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, last week, uh, the very first phase of the home renovations took place, which was the, um, uh, the floors. Um, so I've got a two bedroom condo here in lovely New Jersey. Um, you know, just had to get out of New York. I know people are going to wonder what happened to me, but you know, it was, it was a step up in life. Right. Um, to make a long story short, um, I have absolutely no idea where 98% of my belongings are right now. <laughs> the um, number of boxes that um, exist that have been carried from room to room to room to room um, uh, is outrageous. Uh, I'm lucky that I have a bed to sleep on at this point. And it is with, um, it is with humbleness, which I believe is a word, that um, I offer you my apologies for every time you were complaining about something having to do with the home renovation not going your way. And I, um, you know, I spoke to you um, in a tone that was um, was coming from a place of, um, of jealousy, you know, right. clearly. Um, but at this point, I, I can honestly say uh, home renovations, I'm not cut out for it. Uh, flooring done, uh, almost done, excuse me. And at some point we will be addressing the um, painting that needs to take place, as you can see behind me, what looks to me like a, a greenish hue. Um, it's actually a blue. Um, there's yellow lights on in this room, so needs think tr drastic changes are are among us uh, at any moment. Anywho, um, home renovations, not uh, my cup of tea. Ron, yes, what's bothering you? Well, first. Um, let me let me just let you know how your words have touched me tonight, Brian. Um, your your apology definitely accepted. It takes a very a very strong individual to be able to kind of take a step back and say, "It's me." Hi, I'm the problem. It's me, and that's what you just did. Kudos to you, my friend. Kudos. Uh, but for me, Brian, and it may seem petty. You know, it may seem petty, and I have many shopping-related uh, beefs of the week, it would seem. But my beef of the week this week, Brian, is just about every individual that was at the Costco in Warminster, PA, uh, this morning. You know, I, I got there uh, right when it opened up, figuring it sure. would be, you know, hopefully less chaotic than it is. And mm -hmm. it's just pe the, the lack of, I guess... Uh, presence that people have when they shop in Costco. Like I, I've always, my theory is you should always move through a store, grocery store, Costco, Sam's Club, uh, BJ's, um, World Market, you know, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Like you're driving in a car. Cart, sure. right hand side. Um, you know, if you're in an aisle and it's a side aisle and you come up on a main aisle, you don't cut off somebody in the main aisle. They've got the right of way. Sure, sure. So why why people need to go 
you know, families of seven with three carts that then stand shoulder to shoulder as they move through the aisles, but slowly, so very mm-hmm. slowly, or the people that will just sit there and not move anything or just, you know, put their cart in one location while they look at 17 other things in 13 different aisles. It was absolutely infuriating today, Brian. Um, it was a, should have been a quick shopping trip, 45 minutes, Brian. 45 minutes to, to, to maneuver through, get the items I needed and get out of there. Do that again oh. for me, please. What's that? Oh yeah. Just uh, my fist was uh, uh, in the air angry. What were you picking up? Was it worth the 45 minutes? I mean, you know, there are things we buy in bulk. We buy cat litter in bulk. Obviously, we have a number of cats here. Um, you know, garbage bags. This was this was a big one. This was detergent. It was fabric softener. Uh, it was lawn bags. It was uh, wood pellets for the uh, for my my smoker. Uh, wings. I wanted to get some fresh wings. Um, no infused oils this time, Jojo. But uh, a good call. I will get those if uh, if necessary. Um, you know, dishwasher tablets. Do you have a dishwasher sure. in the new? Do yes. you do, do you do liquid or do you do tablets? I go tablets. Perfect. All right. I like to You're just pop a man. little tablet and close Very the door cool. and go off. What happens yeah. with liquid is it just starts to drip down and then you just get that reservoir of gook that builds up. And also, I don't know about you, but you know, I I I like my Costco because they don't move stuff around, so I know exactly where everything is. So as long as I can just uninterruptedly make that loop around the entire store and then get in line and hit the uh, the cash registers, I should be able to get out of there 15, 20 minutes tops. Makes total sense. I don't need samples, Brian. I don't want to eat anything. I don't want anything handed to me. I don't want to feel tissue paper. I don't want any of that, Brian. But what is your take on the people who go to Costco and go for the samples and sit there and wait for each um, uh, you know, tray of um, uh, cheese on on a cracker, or uh, you know, I don't know, crab dip on a cracker. So if if you are if if you're just walking by and you grab a uh, a, a a sample and continue to move, mm. much like a marathon runner grabbing water from a station sure. without actually stopping, I'm okay with with those with that. If you are standing there eating in front of the display. Um, or if you are, for whatever reason, waiting for whatever free crap they're going to put out, I think you just need to really uh, evaluate your life. Just my personal I, opinion. Ron, I think you just need to tolerate it. You know what it is? I just need to calm down. I'm just being too loud. That's and okay. I apologize. That's all right. Um, what else do we have? Oh, uh, you were kind enough to uh, to send these in from across the pond last week. Uh, before it gets too late, let's look back on our NFL lock. Locks. Uh, Brian, uh, I have to congratulate you. Even though you were not in the country, you were in a whole other time zone, a whole other point. I mean, you knew what was going on. Um, you sure. knew... Uh, San Francisco, a hot start to the season. You knew that it had to come to an end. You took Cleveland plus three against the Niners. They didn't need those points. They won the game outright 19 to 17. And then Jacksonville uh, coming back across the pond from spending a, a week and a half in, in London. You said, this is just going to strengthen them. It's not going to weaken them. Uh, you yeah. took Jacksonville minus four and a half. Um, and they, uh, they won big against the Colts 37 to 20. 
again, how did you how do you do it when you're not even in the states to to really be in the mix of the NFL chatter? Ron, I'm only trying to keep up with you. Um, this is uh, to me. I am literally sitting there exacerbated. Um, trying to um, just just keep up with you. Um, you also went two and zero last week. Um, you sat there. You saw the Lions uh, uh, laying three against the Bucks. You saw the Rams minus four and a half over the Cardinals. You said to yourself, "Listen, I don't even need the AFC this week. I'm just sticking to the NFC. I'm not. I'm I'm carving out half of the entire sport because I don't need them. I'm going to find two winners on this side." of the league um lions win 20 to 6 um the rams win 26 to 9 you are now 10 you are now 12 and 0 for this season ron how do you do it you know what i just um i just continue to do what i do and uh listen when i walk in the room i can still make the whole place shimmer Very, very special. Um, congratulations. No, congratulations to you. But who do you like uh, next weekend? Who are your locks uh, for week seven next weekend? My 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 two games are going to be um, I like um, I like the Raiders laying only a point over the Bears. I think the Bears are the worst team in the league. Raiders showed a lot of spunk this week. Also, in Indianapolis, the Colts, I think they're still playing in Indianapolis. I'm not even sure. Um, but they got decimated by the Jaguars this week, showing no life whatsoever. I believe that continues next week. They are getting two and a half points against the Browns. That's not enough points. I say you go Raiders, you go Browns, um, and uh, you, you, you just continue steamrolling. Those are my locks of the week. What about you, buddy? Um, I like uh, Washington had a nice comeback game uh, against Atlanta. Um, I like Washington minus one and a half going into the Meadowlands to face the New York Giants, which are just an abysmal team. And mm -hmm. uh, my new personal favorite team, Brian, the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm really high on them now. Uh, minus six uh, against the Chargers. Understandably, they've got a very strong quarterback. Um, their wide receiver crew is just strong. What do you think about their tight end situation this year? Listen, their tight end is the tightest end that I've seen, um, and he's a killer. So Kansas City, minus six, lock it up. There you go. Um, Brian, is it? Yes. Yeah. No, no. Go ahead. You were going to say something. I was going to say, is it OK if we get to some of the viewer emails? We you know, they've been building up. Um, it's something where I feel like we have been negligent. You know, you and I have talked about um, repeatedly doing an episode purely of your emails. Um, right. We stash them aside and then somehow they a lot of them just, you know, they're 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 time sensitive. And it is just a matter of, um, you know, not, you know, there's only so much you can get to in one hour of content. Um, sure. This past week, um, you know, episode 274 uh, was just, you know, it generated so much um you know, interest from the fans, from viewers, from listeners. So many people wrote in about it. And I wanted to um, I really wanted to uh, see if we could get to a couple of these. Uh, you know, I'm listen, let's let's get caught up on some of these things. Let's clean up um, and then we can move forward. All right. We're going to start with um, Jim Jay from Ohio. Um, 
who writes a uh, longtime listener, um, first time writer, uh, episode 274, UGG, an episode of Only Ron, Snooze Fest, Bring Back Brian. Uh, Jim J did not seem to um, appreciate your solo episode last week. Kind of hurtful to refer to it as a snooze fest. I thought it was fascinating. I mean, you know, I appreciate it. You know, I'm damned if I do give a damn what people say. Sure, sure. Um, Here, let's jump to another one. I'm sure this is a little bit more positive. Um, Benjamin N. from Tel Aviv. You know, uh, we we talked about how we are global. We talk about how, you know, worldwide people across the the whole um, planet are um, following the show. We all the way from Tel Aviv, an area where there's a lot of activity going on. Um, We'll get to later the Middle East situation. Terrible. Um, Benjamin N. writes, hey, guys, last week's episode was offensive to all members of the Jewish faith. Ron, what did you do? I don't remember you. I I don't remember. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'll just start again. Hey, guys, last week's episode was offensive to all members of the Jewish faith. Israel suffers a tragic loss of over 1,200 innocent lives at the hands of the vile terrorist group Hamas. And Ron feels that it's more important to talk about the failures of the U.S. Republican Party in Congress and their failure to nominate a Speaker of the House. The insensitivity he showed to the families of those lost were an insult, which should cause him to be kicked off the show. What a vile pig. Well, I mean, I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. Um, You're not my homeland anymore. So what am I defending now? Wow. Um, I'm just going to do one more because it's just the, you know, I thought I would be able to get a uh, a mix of pro um, uh, people that were fans of your solo show. Let's see. Right. We have Donald T from Palm Beach, Florida. I wonder what Donald T, re- you know, reached out to us and had to say here. He says, great job by Ron last week. All right, Ron, you got a fan. Donald T nice. in Palm Beach. That is that is heavily um, uh, MAGA country down there. wonder what Donald T had to say. Great job by Ron last week. He really showed the critics that he could knock out an episode all by himself without Brian's lame antics. Lame that seems antics. a little mean. I don't know that I, I would agree with that. A lot of people down here are saying that, that Ron couldn't pull it off, but he did. My only issue with it was that he leaned too heavily on the use of videos to supplement his voice. It felt lazy to us that he kept interrupting himself to play a video constantly. First, there was some TikTok, then a car crashing into a police station. Then he replayed a long clip from Dave Hill from a previous episode, followed by another video of some Florida finest mothers who threw a baby around. And then yet another video of some stupid YouTuber who couldn't understand science. It was ridiculous. Melania and I counted a little over nine minutes of video which would have never been needed if Brian was on the show. Ron may have felt good about his hour and seven minute episode, but it only counted as 58 minutes to me. You know, that seemed odd. Donald T started off complimenting. You know, it really, uh, really went all over the place. But it feels like he ended it by pointing out that you only actually did 58 minutes of content. Uh, You know, I, I will hold firm that my hour and seven minutes, um, you know, is, uh, is, is solid. Um, you know, I would just, uh, I would just say to Donald T, you know, just between us, did the love affair maim you too? 
I hope you know. I I think you know. Your I I thought that your episode would would bring people together. It was going to be one of healing. It was going to be an episode where we were all going to get together. But you know, you know, it just. I would have to say um, that at the end of the day, Ron, um, you you can't be delicate. You have to accept that you know some people are going to be enchanted with you, and some aren't. Um, at the end of the day, you just got to uh, you know hold your head up high. Listen, you know, that's it. I think it's indicative of what we see across this country. We think that there is connection, but there is division all over the place. Very always, sad. always. Um, what else, Ron? What do we have? I think can Let's we put that behind to, uh, us because that, that was just a that was a hurtful segment. Let's get to our stories of the week to make sure we don't lose track of them. These are the stories that we find that we think are just uh, I don't want to say they're necessarily special, but they're just things we don't want to make. We want to make sure they don't fall through the cracks. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Brian, what is your story of the week this week? Ooh, my story of the week is something that I have been railing about um, for quite a long time, not just on this show, but in um, but you know, uh, in personal life. Anybody listen that that's willing to listen to me rant? Um, a study came out recently, according to data from. Unusual Whales, which is a um, online account that tracks the um, stock trading by members of the U.S. Congress, that is senators and House of Representatives. And a report that they just put out said that um, stock trades by members of Congress have tumbled more than 75% in the first nine months of this year compared to 12 months ago. One of the things that we have said, um, you and I, uh, you know, a lot of times we speak as one voice. Sure. Is, is just the absolute criminal um, uh, activities that members of Congress who have information regarding um, government initiatives, who have information regarding um, uh, uh, military activities and trade um, uh, figures are actively trading stocks using information that is provided to them that is not publicly known. Um, we can all go back to February of 2020 and um, go through a long list of, co- of, of congressional representatives who um, went into massive sales of their stocks as the coronavirus was spreading outside of China throughout the world um, prior to any type of um, you know real public warning about the severity of what it was going to be, um, you've got people like Nancy Pelosi um, who have become um, multi, multi, multi millionaires while in um, office. Anyway, one of the things that we like to see here is um, the right thing being done, and what it looks like um, is happening is we've got um, people in Congress for two reasons, according to Unusual Wales. They are saying a that um, members of Congress are expecting that the outrage amongst the people, yourself, myself, obviously listeners of the show um, who have who have heeded my call to arms, um, have sat there and, you know, reached out to their public representatives and said that, you know, we demand an end to the ability of, con- of, of Congress people to trade stocks, especially in areas where they are privy to information not publicly known, as well as um, a fear amongst the congressional stock um, uh, uh, traders that there is going to be investigations by the SEC of insider trading that may become criminal, um, let alone civil fines and whatnot. So um, this is power to the people. Speak your truth. Speak your voice. Um, some good does 
does come from it. Uh, Ron, what is your story of the week? Uh, my I'm sure. Story- I'm sure. I'm sure that it's something equally um, important to you know. Uh, you know the. Uh, you know the, the the rights of the average uh, American to be able to hold their head up high and be understood that they are um, uh, represented by by people who are, are are looking for the best of this country. Um, I'm sure you are you are reporting something at that level, Brian. We we look around the world for our stories, and uh, this is actually going over to Italy, uh, where an Italian motorist was left. Uh, in excruciating pain after a motorcycle crash, dislodged his testicle and sent it up into his body. Uh, This was detailed in a study by BMJ Case Reports. Uh, The unidentified 20-something patient got into a a motorcycle accident in Italy. Uh, The impact reportedly uh, forced his right testicle out of the scrotum and through the ingenial canal, a small passageway in the groin, before it finally settled in the abdomen. Uh, The patient was uh, brought to the hospital where it was revealed that he had a large mass of clotted blood in the scrotum, preventing medics from properly uh, examining uh, his genitals um, after they uh, drained the blood. Um, They also tended some other uh, injuries, which included a severe pelvic fracture. And then a, a CT scan, Brian, showed the truth in this photo here. If you look at that red circle in the sure. upper right-hand portion of the body under the uh, under the stomach, that is where his testicle ended up. It's odd because it appears like it's an invisible string coming from there. Um, it's uh, So that apparently is part of his uh, urinary tract that uh, was also still connected. Uh, shockingly, the the uh, the testicle was forced out of the scrotum, but was not disconnected, uh, which was key in him being able to recover. Uh, doctors warmed the organ before locking it back into socket via a procedure called an orchidopexy. Little, uh, Did little- the doctor say anything about when he can have sex again? So uh, six months after the accident, uh, his equipment had returned to normal, didn't impact his hormone or semen production. Um, and apparently he was uh, he was uh, he was much better. Excellent question uh, from William. Would you rather have this happen or a degloving of the penis? One hundred percent. I take a, uh, a, a, a testicle in my abdomen versus a degloving. Of course. Um, for those who uh, are not members of our Patreon, um, just Google degloving and you will understand um, one of the worst um, possible injuries that can happen to a man's penis. Um, I mean, I'd be you know, hard this, pressed this reminds to- me of that. Hold on. This reminds me of that Michael Jackson joke um, where the doctor says uh, after Michael Jackson and his wife had that kid, Michael says, uh, hey, doc, how soon until we can have sex again? And the doctor was like, Michael, you got to wait till the kid's at least 18. Boom! Very. I, I know. I cut. I cut you off for that joke. That's you did. Where you you, uh, you, you interrupted be, where we're going. You should be so offended right now. <laughs> um, so Brian, you mentioned uh, I did not uh, bring up the uh, the story of Israel and what's going on in the Middle East uh, soon enough last week. So let's get sure. right to it. Um, oh no no, the, no 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 no! We have to address something else. There's <laughs> a bigger. There's a bigger elephant in the room. Is there? Than that Israel. The entire Israel-Hamas 
Palestine, the Gaza Strip. What Guys. in your mind is bigger at this point in time than that? Ron, can you do this again with your right hand? I'm just I'm gesturing, Brian. You've got me so enraged. Can I'm you just, do this with your left hand? I, I can do that with my. Uh, you got me so angry. Can you please explain to me why you are wearing bracelets around your right arm and why you have the number 13 written on your left? I mean, I have friends, Brian, and friends sometimes give me friendship bracelets. And I understand you get very jealous of my other friends. Uh, but, you know, this, uh, we just we 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 exchanged some bracelets this weekend. So if, if you want to uh, say that makes me less of a man fine but that's that's just my friends you are not getting away with sometimes we exchange um bracelets um uh when would you have been um exchanging bracelets this week you know it was it was a busy weekend there was a lot of stuff going on i'm not exactly sure when things may or may not have happened so we're not going to talk about it is that what's going on well, I, I assume you're referring to the fact that my wife asked me to accompany her uh, yesterday to the Taylor Swift Eras Tour movie, yes. which I mentioned yes. on last week's episode, which so it's not necessarily a big secret that I was going to this movie. And I'm concerned as to why you have the number 13 written on your arm. First off, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't know. I don't okay. know what the significance of 13 is. Right. Um, other than Lucky right. 13, um, great song by the band Spoiler NYC. Um, shout out to Mr. Christopher Saletti, um, if he's still watching. Um, also, the friendship bracelets, I also believe, are something um, uh, uh, else that is also Taylor Swift related, but I do not understand them. So if there is any possible way that you can explain to me in detail for the next 25 minutes. <laughs> what was it like as a man in his early fifties with a, right. just a gorgeous head of hair to attend the Taylor Swift eras movie in a movie theater um, opening weekend, if I'm correct. This uh, is opening yes. Weekend. Opening weekend. Opening okay. weekend. Walk me so, through this place. So uh, my wife had gotten two tickets to the 11 a.m. showing um, at AMC uh, Plymouth Meeting out at the Plymouth Meeting Hall uh, out here in uh, the Philadelphia suburbs. Um, last time we were at that movie theater, uh, we were seeing Uncut Gems with uh, Adam Sandler. Much different movie experience this time. Sure, sure. Um, you didn't feel you didn't feel the sense of anxiety during this movie, like you know, like what is she going to do next? As opposed, you know, whereas in Adam Sandler was you know like will the Celtics cover the points? The not not a not that type of anxiety. We'll we'll okay. get to that though. So, um, and also uh, apparently. All they all the screens were Taylor Swift at this movie theater. Sure. So like every half hour there was a new showing. Sure, sure. Well, did you, you one thing I I heard and I not not having to um uh address the experience of seeing this movie, but I did read an article online about how Taylor Swift, I you know um uh, Nepo baby, if I'm not correct, like her parents are millionaires. She is not um, a rags to riches story that they try to project. I believe her father is like the head of a record label. Um, if Matt Ballerman can look that up, um, but they are um, very um, uh, good business people. All right. Um, uh, anyway, 
uh, hold on. Her father is, yeah, her father works at Merrill Lynch. Excuse me. Um, her father is um, uh, Scott Swift. He's worked for decades at the legacy wirehouse Merrill Lynch. Still registered there as a financial advisor. Um, very smart guy. Um, anywho, um, they brought the idea of the movie to Hollywood and sat there and said, listen, we want to, um, when this tour is over, we are going to um, put out a movie. We want to film a couple of the uh, concerts. We want to put together a movie. We want to show it in movie theaters. Um, they um, received the different offers that the the Hollywood um, studios put forth and um, uh, sat there and said, you know what? Your, your terms are bullshit. There's absolutely no reason why um, you are going to um, – uh, uh, take this kind of cut. Um, uh, uh, Taylor's management what reached out directly to AMC and said, we are going to deliver a finished product. There is absolutely no need for you to be doing advertising or distribution. We will bring to you the finished product and we will um, uh, deliver it to you. And the deal that, she, that um, her team worked out was um, 50% of all proceeds are going to the individual um, theater. No, excuse me. 50% is going to AMC. Right. No, scratch that. 50% is going to the individual theaters. And then the other 50% is being split between Taylor Swift and AMC. Um, however, nobody knows whether it is an equitable split or whether she is getting 49% and AMC is getting 1%. But kudos to anybody who sits there and looks at the Hollywood studios and tells them to go fuck off, especially after what they've done to the writers and the actors. Ron, back to you. Well, real quick, as Ali said, who is the they that's trying to project a rags to riches story? I, I literally have never heard that about Taylor Swift. Oh. No, no, no. They is the Jews. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. My yeah, mistake. the Jews. I mean, everyone talks about that. You know, they, they, they fit. You know, the, everybody wants to believe the story starts at the Holocaust and that they've they've come back from there. But the story goes back thousands of years, back to when they were slaves of the Egyptians. I mean, we'll we'll save that. We'll save that for another time. Walk me through Please. the experience, Ron. Walk right. me through it. So, um. It is, it is like uh, Friday night. It is like Christmas Eve. My wife is excited to go to sleep and wake up in the morning to be able to go to this movie. Uh, couldn't even sleep. She got up at like six a.m. Oh. and uh, and started making uh, friendship bracelets to wear to this uh, this movie. Um, and I, of course, get up at my usual, you know, eight a.m. Have a couple cups sure. of coffee. Um, you know very intent as to making sure uh, I'm aware of when we need to leave to get there in time, all that. So we're driving out there, right? And she's like, oh, you know, I was reading that they cut like three songs from the, the concert. So they're not playing the entire concert. And then, so like, my my head starts going like like I remember when they were when Travis Kelsey was uh, talking about going to the show in Philadelphia and he was like oh yeah you know she does like forty four songs so all of a sudden in my head I'm like all right so we've got forty four songs minus three so we're looking at like forty one songs at like however I'm like how long is this movie. She's like, yeah. oh, like two and a half, three hours. I don't know. 
It's a two hour and 49 minute runtime, Brian. And they apparently cut seven songs from the concert. So they kept it under three hours. They kept it under three hours with previews, a solid three hours. That um, is um, that's that's respect to the movie going on. Yes. T Swift is delivering value as one of the chosen people. You know me. I love good value. Um, you know, if I go see a movie and I get an, a, you know, an 88 minute movie, I feel I've been ripped off regardless of the plot um, or the quality of acting. I want I want something that's going two hours and 40 minutes this way. You know, I it's a deal. Did you did you did you want to hear my story, Brian, or are you just going to tell your story? I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you, Brian, but I'm trying to tell this story. So okay. Oh, and this this is the other thing. So you know, I come, I get dressed, in a pair of jeans, you know, zip up, uh, pullover, whatever. I come downstairs. She's like, "Oh, is that what you're wearing?" And I'm like, "She's like, I just thought maybe you'd wear something more fun." Why? <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. What was Mrs. Ron wearing at that moment? I mean, she had like, you know, I mean, she had jeans. She had, you know, her cute little boots on. She had like a sweater. Like, it, you know, she had her bracelets on, you know, the whole nine yards. I'm like, she, like I thought, you know, I thought maybe you, I, I don't, I guess I didn't have enough color going on, right? I had blue, okay, blue, okay. blue going on. Sure, sure. It happens. Um, so we get there. We get to the movie theater. Now, I have been bribed by being told, I will buy you beers throughout the entire movie. That was what my wife said to me. I will buy you beers through the entire movie. I'm like, good, because I'm probably going to need them. So Two hours we, and 49 minutes of a movie, Ron. That's at least like, uh, and I've seen you put them away. That's about nine beers. Right. So we get, and again, 11 a.m. showing. So we get to the movie theater around eh, 1035, 1040. And uh, I get, we get in line to get our tickets scanned. And the guy, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I said, bar's clearly not open. I'm like, what, what time does the bar open? The guy's like, I, I don't know. He's like, I, I, he's like, and he's like, it was very, he's like, I don't want to get into that. I'm like, all right, well, bar's not open. Let's find out. So we go to get in line to get some refreshments. Now, let me tell you, movie concession pricing, like, I don't want to like, like sound like a, an ancient man, but like sure, sure. the people who run Yankee stadium, look at the concession prices at an AMC movie theater and they get jealous. They're like, boy, we wish we could rip our guests off that much. Sure. 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 How much is popcorn? Um, well, you can't just get popcorn, Brian. You have to get the, uh, the official Taylor Swift era's tour movie metal tin that your popcorn goes in. So altogether, we're walking away at $66. Don't you remember what oh, we got? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You spent <laughs> $60 on the concessions? Yeah. And so finally, I'm like, I, I finally find somebody at the at the concession stand that knows what's going on with the bar. She's like, oh, the bar will open at noon. I'm like, all right. Just so you, have get to put a, you have to put a solid hour of Taylor Swift you in. You have to put a solid hour into it. Right. Wow. Okay. Now, keep in the going, meantime... It is, it is clearly obvious to me that I'm the oldest person there without children in tow. Very possibly could just be the oldest person there in general, but definitely the oldest person without any children accompanying me. And okay. I notice people hold on, hold on. noticing me 
there. And like people are like, they're opening, they're opening their citizens app. They're checking, you know, they're going on the Megan's law website and saying, is this guy registered? Like, should we be worried? Sure, sure, sure. And I'm just like, and you know, and it is, it's a very younger crowd. I would say yes. the so kids you saw, you like, saw an 11 o'clock, you saw an 11, 11 o'clock. So was this the first showing of the day or no? No, no, there was a 10 30 showing also. Okay. So you're seeing the second showing of the day. Um, Demographically, um, break down the crowd. Um, Age group, what was the percentage of that age group? What was, you know, uh, how many adults were there to kids? Of the kids, what was the average age? What are we talking here? Sure, sure. I mean, I would say there was, it was probably like a uh, 60 40 mix, like 60% were kids, 40% were adults. We were not the only uh, adults there without kids. Okay. But we were most definitely the oldest people there without kids. Like there was clearly like, you know, that you could tell by the look, the look on the, if you saw other couples without kids and you saw the look on the, the, the guy's face in that really, it was the same look on my face, like just here to make her happy. But those people were all, I would say in their late twenties, early thirties. Um, and the kids were probably primarily in that eight to 12 year old range. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, okay. You're walking, you're waiting in line at the concessions. You you are starting to get grasp what the crowd is going to be. What's the excitement level of those around you compared to what you're feeling at that moment? I mean, I am just like, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing myself up. I'm strengthening my inner resolve saying it's just three hours. I can get through this. I, I like some right. Taylor Swift music. I will not say I know all of her music, but I can I listen to some of it and it doesn't bother okay. me. So I'm like, all right, let's hopefully this will just be entertaining and fun for all. Sure, the children, sure. however, are in much better, much more excited about this than I am. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. running going around. There's a lot of like, you know, again, it's like Christmas morning for these kids, too. And so now is there in, any trading of is there any trading of friendship bracelets in the um uh lobby area? Um not that I saw. I was also attempting not to really look at children that much lest I be asked to leave or people call the authorities on me. I did not want anything, you know, weird to be thought of about me because it was already weird enough that i'm there <laughs> i'm like just keep looking straight ahead just focus oh uh, there's some lights up there just focus just straight focus you know so we get to our seats nice seats you know recliners everything else thankfully sure, there sure. wasn't anybody sitting next to us i mean there were it was weird because it was a sold out show but not everybody showed up well, you know, sometimes that. kids wake up with tummy aches and they can't make yeah. the, you know, their parents just keep them home. Exactly. Um, way too many previews. Uh, I would I would say easily like 12 or 15 previews. But, you know, they had a what kind of bottles. what kind of things were they showing previews for? Was it things so it, for it little was, kids, things for adults? It was a mix. Porn, it was like I would what? say it was probably 70 percent animated stuff. And uh, and then some adult stuff did not realize uh, that they are doing a remake of Mean Girls, apparently. Um, and also didn't realize they're doing a modern readaptation of the color purple. Mm-hmm. Learn that. Yeah. Learn that. Now, if I could, if I can quote Ali, I'm going to um, question to you and say, why do the girls have to be mean? Why is Hollywood assuming that exactly. girls are mean inherently? Why can't why can't they make a, a movie called Friendly Girls? Or supportive girls 
or yeah. um, girls who take who 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 um, lift and support each other. Like, why do they have to be mean girls? No, I don't like that, Ron. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, so, so you you're watching like twelve. We I think we figured out twelve minutes of previews, pretty much. Yeah, about that. Okay. So finally, the lights dim. The lights, lights dim. dim. Yes. Yes. Keep going. All right. Uh, and the movie starts, and it is. Um, it is all filmed uh, at SoFi Stadium in uh, out in California. So sure. I think she did a two or three nights there. It's probably a compilation over the over the few nights. Sure, sure, um, sure. And it just you know it just gets right into it. Like it's literally just a concert film. Like so, there's not, no backstage. There's no like no Taylor backstage, no prayer circles, no nothing. And so I mean, we know, do a prayer circle. We do a prayer circle before every show. Correct. Um, you know, uh, um, you know, I don't believe, you know, it's one of the things you um, and I respect you for it. You have said um, that that's something that just you and I do. That is not right. open for other people. When we have guests we on the show, we say to them, come on at 815, because we do not want that awkward moment where we have to say to them, um, you know, at 755, you, you can't partake in our um, prayer circle. It has to just be us. So. Uh, so the concept, which again, I just figure this is just, I know it was like the Eras tour. And as, as my wife has often told me, there will never be another tour like this again. Um, apparently what it comes down to is uh, Taylor apparently released like five albums without doing a tour for, you know, each album as she normally, okay. as an artist normally would do. So it is literally um, each album she considers an era of her music and so she is going to do those songs she's going to do a collection of songs from each of those five albums um from you know beginning to end question now um she plays she plays the songs from these from each era chronologically or it's just interspersed throughout the entire set list so each so each each set list is an era. So like whatever, you know, like 1989 is an era. So she would do however okay. many songs from that. I believe it was chronological. Again, I'm not going to say I know enough about the album. But during too. during the film, she does those those songs from 1989, you said. She does that as a chunk in yes. the movie. And then she yes. moves on to the next album and she does Correct. a chunk of songs from that period of time. And exactly. then she moves on. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Is there any type of demarcation so that you know, yes. Oh, hold on a second. We're, we're, we're changing. So how do they do that? An, how do they do that? And in it's the film? an amazing, it's an amazing stage show. Like I will say, unlike anything you will see, it's a huge stage show, huge production. And so basically what changes it'll be an out so basically like the the screens will show the name of whatever the era you're now moving into um the mm -hmm. stage setup changes her outfit changes the color of the microphone changes brian i mean come on it's uh it's it's a top-notch it's a top-notch performance listen uh, again not 100 percent my cup of tea but very impressive nonetheless okay your um um how is your wife um, uh, reacting to this is does it meet her expectations? She, is it she, she loves it. it? There, there's definitely some songs that she would lean over and be like, hey, "This isn't one of my favorites," but it's still it's still pretty good. But then there are other okay. songs where she'd be like, "She she wrote this uh, about her grandmother, um, and her grandmother 
never lived to see her become beautiful. Never born this song live. This, this song, this song is about Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I hear she does the ten-minute version of it. I'm like, oh, great, ten minutes, outstanding. <laughs> like I, but I, but I. Does she really out, do a ten-minute verse to ten minutes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I figured out the analogy. I'm like, this is like what my wife goes through when we go to a Marvel movie. Is like a character will pop up on screen, and I'll be like. So the backstory of this guy. So like I, I got that at at points, and I'm lit- and I gave her the same glazed over look that she gives me in the Marvel movies. It's just kind of like, really, her grandmother? Yeah, no, I, Nana. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> I love this so much. Um, uh, is okay. Um, so what is the, um, I've seen on TikTok a, a variety of crowd reactions mm-hmm. during the movie. I have seen where it is, um, the, almost the entire audience standing up, singing along aloud. I've seen right. some where there where um, uh, 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 the, uh, pe- certain people in the audience rush to the, um, the, the front of the stage, right where the screen is and they start, you know, singing along in front of the stage, almost as if like, and, you, and you were kind enough to send me multiple TikToks of this happening in various movie theaters. Oh. And so that oh, was I think, my, I think I, I sent you about 12 of them because <laughs> I was, I, if I was damned, if I was not going to bastardize your algorithm in advance of seeing this, I wanted you to know exactly what you were walking into. So starting on Friday, I believe it was almost all throughout the day, Friday, I just kept sending you more yeah. and more forwards of um, of the experience inside a Taylor Swift era's movie. What was yours? So I, will, I will say this, you know, uh, and so my wife was hoping that would be the experience, that it would literally just turn into like a dance party. Uh, it sure. was, I think, again, because it was early, it was a younger crowd. Um, it was a little bit more reserved. You definitely heard people singing along at times. There's one point in the movie where she sings some slow song and everybody kind of lights up their cell phones. And 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 I look back and everybody in the stu- in the uh, in the theater was doing that. Um, did, but yeah, Ron, Ron, yes. did you light your cell phone? I did not. I was like, you know, I'm like, it tells you at the beginning of the movie to please put your cell phone away. I don't know why. Understood. I'm like, the dancing bucket of popcorn tells you not to play with your cell phone. So, uh, so yeah, and finally, I'm like, all right, it's 12.05. I'm like, I feel like I've given the bar enough time to open. I'm like, but I'm treating it like like a concert. I'm like, I'm not going to walk out in the middle of a song in front of people. Feels okay. rude. That's very oh. respectful. So I wait till one of the songs is over, but then I'm like, beeline it out to the bar. So I get out to the bar and I walk up and everything still looks closed at the bar. But there's a bartender there. Okay. And I'm like, Progress. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I walk up and she's like, well, well, what, what, what do you want? And she's like fiddling with keys, trying to get stuff to open. I'm like, she's setting up. She's setting up. She's trying to set up. And I'm like, I, I want a beer and a, and a Tito's and club. And she's like, I can do the Tito. And she's like, it's probably these keys. I can't get any beer out. And then, then she couldn't get the Tito's out. And I'm like, 
and there's a woman waiting for wine. Like, so apparently there was an issue with the keys, but thankfully uh, a couple minutes later, some uh, manager came by and managed to get everything open. So I did manage to get a beer, but I only had one. Cause I'm like, you know what? Right. I drove here. If I keep drinking during this entire three hour episode, um, I won't be able to drive home. So I had a beer. Oh. I went back in and it was, again, it was fairly uneventful. Um, I will say it was, from from a concert film perspective, forget if you like Taylor Swift or not. I would say it's probably one of the most well done concert films you will ever see. How would you compare that to my personal favorite concert film, which is "Give Me Shelter," the story of the Rolling Stones um, tour from nineteen sixty nine, leading up to the Altamont, San Francisco disaster? How would you compare the concert films? So, real quick. Excellent question from Janelle. How much was the beer? So I had a uh, I had a 16 ounce can of fat tire uh, lager or ale, one or the other, and got the uh, the Tito's and Club with tip twenty eight dollars. Very reasonable. So wait a <laughs> second. So you spent the sixty six plus the twenty eight? Oh yeah, yeah. So we dropped almost a hundred dollars just in the movie theater itself. What did, what was in the sixty six dollars? You got we popcorn. Had, you know, I'm assuming there was popcorn. The... There were nachos. Uh, there was some candy. Like we had enough for three hours and sure, a soda sure, and sure. a water. So okay. yeah, the 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 bar prices were reasonable. The Very rest of the reasonable. stuff absolutely ridiculous. Sure, um, sure. What was your question again? Doesn't matter. It, I don't think it, it wasn't <laughs> a genuine question. Um, so the crowd seemed to be um, uh, nothing, you know, I, I don't want to say that it was demure, um, but it certainly wasn't um, over the top. Nothing that would, it was not. that was there at any point. Oh, you point- asked me about you asked me about uh, Gimme Shelter. I would say as good as Gimme Shelter and uh, nobody had to get trampled to death. If you had watched Gimme Shelter. And you understood what would happen. People got stabbed to death by Hell's Angels. They, oh, nobody was actually trampled. Um, got to get it right. Sorry. Uh, but no, uh, very well done. Uh, great stage show. Again, if, if this is your... Is this, Billy, hold I'm up. Not, Billy makes a great point. Are you yeah. an AMC subs member? You know, they uh, they showed it on the screen. And it's been, I mean, I, I can't tell you how, how long it's been since I've seen an actual movie in an actual theater. Um, I am not a Stubbs member. I did not get points for it. It was uh, lesson learned, Brian. Lesson learned. Terrible. Now, my next question to you is this: When will your wife and um, when will your wife be taking you to go see this again? Because the thing that I keep reading about is the subtleties. There are so many subtleties to this film. There are scenes, you know, um, there are angles, there are, you know, just you're just, you're just you know, making that up right now. No, there, you know, you're you know, the second viewing, I've seen multiple people on Instagram on on Facebook reels who are saying that the second, the third time they've seen this movie, they've picked up things that they did not, you know, um uh, absorb the first time they saw this movie. Um I think she realizes uh that uh I attended it once, and uh, that'll be it. All right. Um, you but mentioned listen, mad, yes. mad respect to Taylor Swift. Um, oh, I, my I wife pointed out an article that this whole concert tour, by the time everything is said and done, will have had like an eighty billion dollar impact on the world economy. I read recently. Insane. Oh no, no, no! But it's not even just Taylor Swift. If you look at 
um, the combination of Taylor Swift's Eras Tour and Beyonce's Renaissance Tour. Okay. The two of them contributed so much um, economic activity that in many sectors, they kept um, the economy um, uh, from ever um, getting close to a recession um, this past year. Um, everybody was looking at the Federal Reserve that was raising interest rates. You know, people were saying that this was going to drive America into a recession, but the activity, the money generated by Taylor Swift, by Beyonce, um, with their concerts across the country generated so much revenue. It put so much money that was being moved from person to person from um, not just people buying tickets, but people buying concessions and merchandise. Right. And then all the secondary and tertiary um, passes of well, that you money look at you jobs look at created. Hotels, you look at restaurants, you look at flights. Yes. So if you want to hear a, a pretty incredible statistic, so Taylor Swift was in Philadelphia earlier this year. She did a, a couple of shows over a weekend. So Center City Hotels, downtown hotels in Philadelphia, it's about 12,000 hotel rooms in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. uh, maybe 13,000. It's been a while since I counted them. Uh, for the weekend that she was here, they ran 98% occupancy at an average rate of around $450. God bless them. God bless and him. That's not that's money she's not even seeing. That has nothing right. to do with her. That is just um people um you know being able to generate economic um uh activity um you know, linked to her. And my and my wife asked, like, what is what is that compared to? And I said it literally doesn't compare to anything. Like mm -hmm. the occupancy, obviously, you know, the, the downtown area has been sold out before, but at that average rate, like it 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 was higher than when the, the Democratic National Convention was here. It was higher than other major conventions, higher than when the U.S. Golf Open was here. Like it is in a level that you it's Super Bowl level. Sure. I hear she takes I hear I hear Tay takes care of her dancers and a very sure. uh, diverse uh, group of dancers. A lot of a uh, lot of various ethnicities, a lot of various body types like uh, she is very, uh, very inclusive. Um, she is also inclusive to Taylor uh, Taylor Kelsey. Is that his name? Travis uh, Kelsey. Travis. Trailer apparently is their uh, their couple name. Interesting. Oh, by the way, I have to ask you. Um, how do you feel about the Jets beating your Eagles? Um, I mean, listen, with the way the Eagles played, uh, I mean, Jalen Hurts throws three interceptions. Uh, bound to happen. They missed a uh, they missed an easy uh, field goal. J E T S Jets Jets. Well, it's well, are you gonna, are you, Ron. What are you watching? Uh, so, what am I watching? Well, obviously the uh, the Taylor Swift movie, uh, but also watching the Fall of the House of Usher on uh, Netflix, uh, eight episode uh, based on the short story uh, by Edgar Allan Poe uh, by the same people that did uh, the Fall of uh, the Fall of ha or Haunted House or some other horror thing. Uh, excellent. Now, Very at, good so far. Now, at any point, um, you know, it, does this have to do with the fact that Usher was just spending so much money as he not, was producing? Not that actual Usher. Song? Not, not Usher what? the singer, no. Oh, it's a shame. Okay, so you're watching uh, also House of watching, Usher. Also watching uh, Big Vape, uh, The Rise and Fall of Jewel. Um, so that was, that's um, two episodes into that. 
Jewel is in the singer. Jewel. Jewel is in the uh, J U U L. The uh, the oh, baby device. Oh, okay. I thought you were just you were so obsessed with blonde female singers <laughs> who started off with the country route and then shifted over to um, complete pop positions. Um, but keep going. Okay, so um, Big Vape. That's a series or just a documentary? It's a, it's a docu series. So we're we're two episodes okay. in. Very interesting so far. Um, okay. We watched uh, Totally Killer. That was on Amazon Prime. So that's just that's like a horror movie um, about a girl that ends up going back in time to 1987 to uh, stop uh, a killer. Um, I would call it like a very much hot tub time machine type with a horror twist to it. Okay. Okay. It was watch um, less funny, less funny than hot tub Lots time funny. machine. Much less funny. What about Didn't yourself, Brian? What possible. do you watch? Oh, I, um, you know, I finally got around to watching Severance on Apple TV. Great um, series. Just a really just a great series. Um, watched uh, nine episodes, which is odd because you know, most epi- uh, most TV shows now are six, eight, ten. They, you know, it's a very rare to see nine episodes. Yeah. Um, I was uh, basically over the past week or so um, went back to it. I tried watching it multiple times and could never get past episode one. Um, lose my interest slow. in the it first. Is slow to start. But once you get over that hump of episode one to two, um, you really start to get invested in the characters. You start to um, really um, uh, follow that story. Uh, knocked out Severance. Um, can't wait for season two. They ended it on a cliffhanger. It is not a feel good ending to no. season one. Clearly, season two is just going to be a um, uh, continuation. Um, not a spoiler alert. I'm not giving anything away, um, but it definitely ends in a manner where you are sitting there saying, okay, how does this story continue? Um, also, um, you mentioned earlier watching a Marvel as we had promised each other earlier this week, I watched the first episode of Loki on Disney we'll need, plus. We'll need to do that. Maybe not. I'm going to tell you something for the for 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 the uh, 56 minutes of episode one. I found myself highly confused. Um, not sure that it made any sense. And I believe I needed um, Neil deGrasse Tyson to explain <laughs> to me the physics of what they were talking about, because none of it made sense to me. And I watched all of season one and followed the TVA and the time variance association authority close enough um but this episode literally um it just felt like they um uh, they geeked out on the physics a tad too much for my tastes and uh ended up just very confused but i already see episode two is already out um i think they released two episodes at once so i'm going to um uh, give episode two a shot and i also completed the first season of ahsoka um starring uh rosario dawson you know me i'm a sucker for star wars um so uh uh that was i believe either eight or nine episodes i don't remember um not a big fan of these shows where it's one episode a week i do enjoy um, being able to watch them at my own pace uh but i watched ahsoka um enjoyed it not as good as endor or um uh the obi-wan story but um, definitely it is, um, you know, you see Anakin Skywalker um, come back 
Um, no spoiler, spoiler alert. There. Everybody, no, everybody knows. It's uh, everybody knows. no. Yeah. A lot of people said that that was one of the reasons they were watching it. And uh, just overall, um, an enjoyable show. Um, and uh, that's what I'm watching. All right. And also, real quick, hold on. Yes, we 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 have run out of time to really take a deep dive into the whole Israel situation. But I do want to ask you one question. <clears throat> you are our senior Jewish Middle East correspondent, so I feel like you have you know a lot of knowledge about this. So sure. the only question I'm going to ask, because I've listened to a lot, I've heard a Which lot. Which is the only thing you can do is listen. Correct. Is it possible? To acknowledge the brutality and inhumanity of the actions Hamas took last week, while also acknowledging Israel's right to defend its citizens from attack, while also acknowledging that Israel's treatment of the Palestinians for however long is also extremely problematic and uh, a humanitarian nightmare. Ron, I'm glad you asked me that question. It's an important question to ask. And I've prepared a statement, if you would. Please take it away. We recognize that many members of the Ron and Brian podcast community are affected by the violence against innocent lives and people in Israel and Gaza. We also recognize that many people here in the U.S. and Canada are experiencing ongoing fear for their personal safety as a result. The Ron and Brian podcast unequivocally condemns anti-Semitism and all forms of discrimination on the basis of religion or country of origin. Our community guidelines and terms of service prohibit harassment or discrimination on the basis of religion, national origin, race, gender, gender identity or expression, physical or mental disability, medical condition, marital status, age or sexual orientation. Viewers and listeners who violate these terms of service will be banned from the Ron and Brian podcast universe. We have a strong community and consistently work to ensure that our listeners and viewers feel safe. If you experience harassment or discrimination, we urge you to report it to Ron and Brian podcast at gmail.com, our email address. We have not seen an increase of incidents, but we are monitoring the situation very closely. We remain committed to fostering an inclusive community that is safe and welcoming. Thank you for being a valued member of the Ron and Brian podcast community. All right. And on that, uh, we will start to get ready for After Dark, our uh, Patreon only exclusive uh, half hour that starts uh, in about 20 minutes. If you are not yet a Patreon subscriber, go to ronandbrianpodcast.com, click in the upper right hand corner, and uh, become a member uh, right away. Brian. Anything additional before we wrap up this week? It's great to be back. All right. Brian, please don't ever become a stranger whose laugh I could recognize everywhere. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube. Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.